I can't laugh and I can't sing. I'm finding it hard to do anything you say. I feel glad when you're glad. If you only knew what I'm going through, I just can't smile without you. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Two thousand eight. What a time! What a what a good year! What a good year for superhero movies. Not for the economy. Not for, quite bad for the economy. <laughs> quite bad for our parents' generation. Anyone trying to buy a house, but for, like right now, like right now. But for superhero movies, great. I think this came out like a week before The Dark Knight, and then Iron Man was the same year. We don't need to talk about The Incredible Hulk, but that was also there. But you know. Speaking as someone that was, uh, at the time that this came out, I can't remember if this came out when I was in eighth grade or freshman in high school or somewhere in between. Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, baby. And you saw this. I did see this in theaters without having seen the first one, knowing about the same amount about Hellboy as I do now, slightly less, without the context of the first movie. But it doesn't matter this time because I already forgot most of what happened in the first movie because we watched it a year ago. But yeah, I was just thinking about that before we watched during our watch through and afterward. Like, why did I go see this in theaters? A pal wanted to. Yeah, I, I know who I went with. It was my friend Brian. I don't think he had seen the first Hellboy either. Wait, really? I, I have a feeling that it was just like one of those days where like we didn't have anything to do. Um, it also, you probably were like dumb kids that were like, oh, it's hell in the name. It's yeah, I like, thought it was so cool. Yeah. Like, oh, I get to say that word. Oh, because I'm it's going the name to of the see movie. Hellboy. Yeah, uh, and, you know, I really wish I could remember what my thoughts were. I think I remember liking it, and then it was probably deleted from my brain once I saw The Dark Knight, like, soon after. Um, but I must have been so confused because I had this movie, like, like, we talked about it, and, like, you can get it if you just kind of let everything go. If you stop asking yourself questions, you can understand what's going on. Yeah, but you it, have to embrace the world. Was I like, what? where did all these people come from? Like, why is this guy here? But honestly, having seen the first one didn't make me feel more confident going into this. <laughs> like, this movie yeah. was way more, they really upped the fantasy in this movie they intentionally. Did. It was like part of the plot. But I was a little like, I don't remember there being this much, like non-human stuff in the first movie. For sure, for sure. They took it down a a more high fantasy path than number one. Um, And I know that Guillermo del Toro loves that shit. I think he got a bit more free reign to do what he wanted with this movie, so. I didn't like this one as much as the first one, but I don't, it wasn't because of the fantasy stuff. I think, and especially like thinking about 2008, it was probably a really good idea that it leaned more on that rather than going like a more like conventional Realistic. superhero. Like every route. other superhero movie was doing at the time. Yeah, exactly. And like trying to compete with like Iron Man or Dark Knight. Not that this movie is trying to compete with that, but I think it's its own lane, which is good. Absolutely is its own lane. Yeah, I, I think what they did with the atmosphere and characters and like mostly 
what I noticed, and it was the same for the first one too, but this one, because again, they lean more into the fantasy, was like the visuals and the monster design is so cool. Love the Groot monster. Yes. The, what are the forest god? Yeah. And Eternal. Yeah. Or something like that. I've never seen Pan's Labyrinth, um, but that was like, I feel like that's, Maybe up until The Shape of Water came out was Guillermo del Toro's most well-known movie. And I've seen, like, clips and pictures of it where the creature design is also, like, really impressive because he commits a lot to, like, building these beautiful sets and using as much practical stuff and, like, prosthetics as possible. So that's the same for this movie. Like, the, the Angel of Death and Abe Sapien and, of course, like, Hellboy himself. Like, that's all practical and so the we said it about the first one and this movie holds up well too like visually which i feel like oh, is yeah. really important especially like and not especially but even when it's put beside movies like iron man and the dark knight which have the benefit of being so grounded um it still works and you can't tell that it's from that it's so old this movie is 14 years old and part of it feels even older. Yeah. Like, not in a bad way. It just doesn't feel, like, modern in the same way that, yeah. like, Iron Man still feels, like, modern. Um, and definitely Dark Knight. Like, Dark Knight is, like, a timeless film, I would say. Um, but, yeah, and, and part of it's because it leans on the fantasy and maybe, like, living in those practical effects. They kept the set small for this movie. For sure. In, in particular, I think. Yeah. Um, so it just made it feel, and, and it, I guess it's supposed to be, what's well, modern. It we is modern We talked about day. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, I think you had a note about that. Like what an early, uh, YouTube <laughs> name drop. It was, it was a different time. I mean, yeah. YouTube was driving I mean, it was established by 2008. In but still like. I mean, if this was like 2005, you know, that's cutting edge. It's YouTube. true. True. I mean, not quite. Yeah, that's true. By 2008, we were we were deep in the YouTube game. I mean, Jeffrey Tambor was on top of it. <laughs> yes, he was. He was an excellent addition to this movie. Was he in the first one? He I was, think right? so. Yeah, but still, yeah, he's a great part of the cast. Yes. I I feel like they did. I mean, I I hesitate to say, and I do. I have regrettably forgotten a lot of details about the first one because I was I was saying to Molly like I my sense of time when it comes to when we've watched things for this podcast is permanently skewed. Um, and it was the same for the last Guillermo del Toro movie that we watched on this podcast, which was Blade 2. I was like, oh, yeah, I, it's, it hasn't been that long since we watched the first one in this series. No, it's been well over a year, uh, and everything is fuzzy. But I, I feel like the development of like the department in this movie was really good, too, just like continuing that relationship and how Manning interacts with the public and all that stuff. Yeah, but it's kind of like, what is what are they doing? Because people obviously know about them, so what is the point of keeping it all of a secret now? Like, I think, I mean, kind of getting into the plot, I guess, I think that's where this movie struggled, um, was I didn't know what what story they were telling. Like, they were clearly trying to do this, like, you know, we don't belong with humans, but we're trying to save them. But like this whole like we don't belong thing. Um, and I I just don't know if it was executed that well. Like that plot line, like when they all quit at the very end of the movie, I was like, 
I didn't, where did this come from? <laughs> like, I, it didn't seem like they were that unhappy with like the job they were doing. Well, to me, it, like, it connected the most when um, Prince Nuada, that's it, right? It was Nuala and Nuada, yes, um, is, like, kind of taunting Hellboy about having to kill the forest god because he's yeah. like, you're, you're in the wrong. You know you're in the wrong, but it's your job, so do the job. And he's like, fuck it, I have to do it. Which, um, it's clearly the prince's fault. He said the... Well, of course, but and it was, like, a guilt trip. Um, but at the same time, you can kind of tell that Hellboy is like, well, maybe I... Maybe I should be doing something other than like getting put in situations where this is like what I'm doing with my life. Like speaking as you know, I'm not a human, so why am I the one that has to like kill all the other beings that are like me? It's like the X Men thing yeah. from the Wolverine. Yeah, it is. And or Wolverine. Uh, yeah, no, the Wolverine. I and I I just think I agree with you um, that the execution probably could have been better, and it definitely did feel shocking at the end when they all quit. And I feel like it would have, in retrospect, been better if there had been a third movie after this to explore that. But because, you know, after the the crisis is resolved in this movie and there's five more minutes of it before it ends, there's no breathing room for any of that stuff. Yeah, and, like, if this was going to be the final movie, which it ultimately ended up being, like, them quitting, I think, makes sense. But it was just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I guess... You, you're choosing, like, the in-between, but, like, I don't know. They kept telling us that's what the, like, crux of it was, but it didn't, f- like, I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Like, I didn't feel like Hellboy was feeling like that until, I guess, it was, like, said out loud. Yeah. For me, it was, like, Hellboy was having more of a personal crisis. Yeah. Not a moral one, more just, like... like nobody likes me. Nobody <laughs> likes me, and I'm alienating my friends and my romantic partner because, like, I'm in this weird place where I'm, like, kind of ego-tripping, but also not. Which is not the same thing as, like, feeling part of the fantasy world versus human world. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think that's what it was. His conflict was not what it was being said it was. Yeah, I think they could have... they Because I understand they needed to have him go through this one process so it drives a wedge between him and Liz a bit. But I feel like they could have combined those two things and had them connect over the course of the movie because they did feel pretty separate. Like, her thing was that I don't feel, like, at home with humans. Right, because like- I'm being... I don't want... Like, yeah, she didn't want to be seen by the public because they were picking her apart and asking questions that she didn't want them to be asking. Yeah. And that, that made a lot more sense. So. Like, it was all there. Like, the pieces were there. I just don't think it came together mm-hmm. as great as it could have. But I still like the movie. I, I really like the... I like Ron Perlman as... Of course. Uh, Hellboy. I think the first one, I remember it being funnier than this movie, too. I think uh, so. I think the first one was funnier. But... It was still enjoyable. Yeah. Um, good, like, villain, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, yeah. I actually, like, I I forgot how much I I must have liked this villain. But it was really cool. I, I get more out of this villain than the one from the first movie, just generally speaking. Don't I, even remember the villain in the first me movie. Me neither, not really. But I just like how they tied Nuala and Nuwata into, like, the story that Hellboy's father's like telling him in the beginning of the movie and like all this stuff about like the ancient history between men and like the elves and stuff it's so cool how it's you know it's unveiled to still be all this is happening under the surface like in new york 
and we're just like not privy to any of it. I like that idea. It's really cool. Also, it's like classic uh, fantasy trope, like separating the crown, very Lord of the Rings, yes. very Justice League even. Yeah. Um, it just was uh, hearkened to a lot of other like similar. Oh, yeah. Stories. I just think that there's not very many movies or really anything that I can think of. I would assume it's mostly in books that do this kind of combination of modern and fantasy well. Because I'm trying to think about like recent properties that have done it. And there was that really shitty Netflix movie, Bright, that was supposed to be kind of the same thing. It was like modern L.A., but there's like these mystical creatures that are just like in society uh, yeah, it's a little film called Ella Enchanted. Uh, yes, well, there you go. No, not Ella Enchanted. Enchanted? Enchanted. Yeah, classic mix-up. But I just, I think the idea is really cool, and I think Guillermo del Toro clearly has, like, a passion for it, so it works really well. Like, the weirdness of it all, like, de- it, governmental bureaucracy mixed with, like, oh, all the elves are fucking things up again. And, oh, there's also a troll market in Brooklyn. Like, it's all, yeah. it's so fun. I mean, I said this for the first one. It's just very um, Men in Black, which it, I love. It, Yeah, totally, totally Men in Black. Also, uh, I I didn't know this, but in the first movie, Abe Sapien was voiced by David Hyde Pierce, the guy that plays Frasier. Um, and apparently, like, they did that because the same guy... You mean, like, the brother in Frasier? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, the brother <laughs> in Frasier. Yes, not Kelsey Grammer. Um, the... Actor that played Abe, Doug Jones, he's like, he works with Guillermo del Toro all the time and he does motion capture and stuff for a bunch of his characters. Like, he played the Angel of Death guy too. He's oh, covered in nice. prosthetics and couldn't move, so they were lifting him on wires. He had played him, uh, did like the motion stuff in the first movie, but didn't voice him. Um, but I guess David Hyde Pierce apparently was like this, like Doug Jones is this character. So he refused to take any of the credit for the first movie. He was like, not nah, like, yes, I did the voice, but like, that's not me. And this time they just had Doug Jones voice him instead, nice. which I thought was cool. Hope he got paid more too. Uh, I would hope, I would hope. <laughs> but I just thought like, so for him, like I, I love Abe Sapien as a character. And then also having Seth MacFarlane come in for this character as a as Krausman. Yeah. Like, there were a bunch of people that were, like, credited to Kraus. Because he didn't do, like, the actual... Just Kraus. Yeah, okay. I don't know what I was thinking. Two S's. So Seth MacFarlane, he wasn't, like, doing any of the motion stuff. Uh, He only did the voice. And he wasn't the first choice for the voice either. There was somebody else brought in first that they weren't happy with. And I just think he did a a really good job. Oh, I mean, you can't even tell who it is. But I think that's, that's also, like, a credit to him. I feel like Seth MacFarlane is kind of underrated as, like, an actual talent. People know that he can do these voices and stuff. But, but they only because think of him as Family Guy. Yeah. I feel like maybe that's a little less now. Because people I seem mean, to like his... Ted. <laughs> okay, well, yes. But I was thinking the the Orville. People seem to really like the Orville. Oh, okay. This is Griffin's doppelganger. Yes, he is. Um, I, I just got that again the other day. It was very funny. Um... We get a random pregnancy drop, which was unexpected, and then becomes, like, one of the center the, conflicts of the movie. Yeah, in the middle of a fight with horrible tooth fairy things. Those things were so fucking gross. They really were. That was horrifying. Yeah, that poor guy that got killed, like, There why? were so many of there's them. Also, there's no reason to bring, like, regular-ass humans to any of these places. They're just getting in the way. Because all of the, like... 
yeah, Hellboy, Abe, and Liz all walked away fine, relatively unscathed. So why bring why bring Agent Steel? He's not helping. I don't know how there were so many because they were in a tiny little crate when they first were brought out. Are they like multiplying as they go? Probably. It's fantasy rules. Anything can happen. They also remind me of little pixies from like Harry Potter. Yes. Yes. They kind of, what, what are the ones that shriek when Freshly you pull them out of the? Cornish pixies. <laughs> oh, a mandrake? I don't or know mandragora. why they remind me of ma- Yeah. Oh, wow. How fancy. <laughs> um, yeah. Those things were gross and I hate them. And how dare you bring them into this world, Nuada. But uh, Nuada also has a very cool sword fight scene. Yes, he does. Uh, I also I don't like know if I'm moving this. too fast. No, I mean, and they, part of this movie like opens on, or there's like an early scene that just has Nuada like hanging out in a train tunnel, swinging his little staff around and like, look at this guy. What a, what a goofball. I know. He's so <laughs> like super serious. Um, I also said this to Griffin at one point, like this movie just felt like a video game, especially like the last fight With where the they're on the Army. gears and stuff. I was like, oh, we just reached the final boss. Oh, yeah. Game. Shit's real now. Hopefully it would make a pretty good game. It they, feels like it's based on one. Yeah. They probably did some shitty uh, like licensed game. This is the prime time for that kind of thing. It, he, yeah, he would be a perfect video game because you have like his hand thing. Like yeah. you could do a lot with that. And I don't know. Yeah, there's a market there. Someone work on that. One exists, but yeah, I don't know. I maybe someone will make that happen one day. But judging by how uh, Hellboy has performed in recent years, maybe not. Um, but Prince Narada is very cool, very accomplished. Um, we get to see him practicing the sword fight, and then when he uh, kills his dad, big old yikes. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. a really cool uh, choreography, like, it, leading up yeah, to Yeah, it that. really is. I like how they had that set up. Not to mention, like, he has this weird, like, his friendship with, um, what's his name? Why am I blanking on the giant goblin dude that he hangs out like, with? It's like a whiff or wink. something. Wink. Um, who has a, like, mechanical fist yeah. that's, like, on a chain. Very like, cool. So cool. I love that. And we get, we see the twin connection. Yeah. Twincest. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's, that also seems like a very fantasy thing to me, and. I mean, I thought it Game was, of Thrones, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I thought it was a cool way to, like, humanize the villain a bit more because obviously like, we literally see him kill his dad he's ready to kill his sister or it seems like no something or at least he's like, gonna get the peace from her right also he can't kill her right. well obviously we find that out but yeah it's just you know family drama classic um what did you you said you liked the addition of kraus yeah, I thought he was an interesting character. One, just design alone. I, I don't yeah. I don't know who comes up with this shit. But like an ectoplasmic being like put into this weird suit. So I mean, cool. I guess the comic writer. Well, props, props to them. They're just a creative individual. But yeah, I thought it was cool because the first movie was so much just like the powered non-human people versus Manning and the higher-ups at BPRD. Is that what it is? Bureau of Paranormal. Yeah, I think so. that's it. Um, and now it's kind of introduced as like, oh yeah, well this guy's as much of like a an oddity as the rest of you, but he's totally like backing up Manning. He's like, I'm by the book. 
I'm yeah. not here to like bend the rules. Like I'm not fucking around. This is this is a job, and I take it seriously, even though I look like this. Um. Yeah, I was very surprised. I wanted to know more about his story. Like, was he once man? I guess that's what they were saying at well, the end. Because he had like he like got into an accident that like caused that, and then he also said like his he had like a wife or something yeah. that got killed in that accident. Um, I yeah, could have I done more with that because that also was like a criticism was like his shift to like, oh, I'm part of the the badass team now and I'm also quitting. I was like, where is this coming from? Like, this is not earned. Yeah, that dude seemed like a lifer. Like, he yeah. wasn't going to walk away. He like flipped the switch so fast. Yeah, I didn't buy that one. For, that's for sure. I don't think it bothered me too much because it was like already at the end of the movie. Right. But I was also like, what? Like, I'm guessing the whole point of this was that they were going to just, like, go form their own group of, like, demons and powered yeah. people. But we never get to see that, so it takes away from some of the coolness. But I like his scene where he gets one over on Hellboy because Hellboy thinks he's, like, killed him. He's like, oh, man, I didn't mean to do that. And then, like, he just kind of beats the shit out of him with lockers. With locker doors. <laughs> I also, it, also in that scene... um, the fact that Hellboy is just like a really big fan of Tecate is very funny to me. I'm <laughs> Such like Such a random beer. What? Like who who decided that? Were they just like what beer company wants some product placement? I only associate that beer too with like going to soccer games here in DC. <laughs> yes. And so I'm like, why who just has Tecate? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <coughs> I didn't even recognize the can. It's not the red can, it was blue. I got a lot of questions. I mean, it was the early 2000s. So the, one could say the late 2000s. Okay. <laughs> um, I also, you know, I, f- I felt for uh, Hellboy when he lost that Cuban cigar. I think that happened a little bit earlier, but, you yeah. know. And it was also funny that it felt like in that moment, that was what it took for him to actually care because he was he was so annoyingly blasé and ego-driven in, like, the first half of this movie, that that was, like, the first real consequence that he had. More than, like, Liz being like, dude, you're being an asshole and getting in fights all the time. No. It wasn't until Wink knocked that cigar into a puddle. He just needs to be challenged to a good fight. I guess so. Um, I don't know when Selma Blair became an expert on uh, fairies and trolls, but she's, like... The one talking to the audience being like, well, this is how trolls work, and they're scared of canaries, I and da 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 Spent a lot of time to study, I guess. It's just like, I, for, I, I don't know. Like, her being able to, like, be on fire, I guess, makes her, like, non-human. But, like... Not, it's, yeah, I it's don't, just interesting that she's the one that's like, I don't like people staring at me when she can like blend in where mm-hmm. he can't. Um, I so I, I don't know. There was like more to explore there. I wonder if it was just, I don't know. Maybe it's because she likes just people assuming that she is a human and doesn't want there to be like this weird ambiguity. Yeah. It's it's like not one way or the other. It's like a weird in between thing. She's probably like, I don't want to walk around like I'm on fire all the time, but I also don't want people to be like, "Hey, aren't you the girl that can light on fire?" But it is a, a bit of a different situation. Um, yeah. So Wink gets pulled through a like shredder thing, which is pretty gnarly. A lot of people people and things getting crushed between gears 
or close to being crushed between gears in this movie. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Um, it was very mechanical. Yeah. The movie. It is like kind of steampunkish, especially yeah. the golden army itself. Um, but this is like at the point, so they, they've gone through the troll market, which is really cool. And there's like a behind the scenes video of like the set and like all, all the work that they put into it. Amazing. And this is when the forest God gets summoned that at first looks like a jumping bean, <laughs> which I feel like is very funny. And Abe did a ter- terrible job trying to catch that thing. No sense of urgency at all. We could have we could have avoided all of this. Yeah, or Princess Nuala could have like stepped in. She like knew what it was. She didn't do shit. She was just standing there. Yeah, she was a little too damsel in distress in this movie for my liking. Yeah, she like didn't do anything until she just killed herself. I wanted to see her like <laughs> fight. Yeah, or like yeah, see her with the sword, like assuming that she also like you would, is accomplished. Yeah, you would think so. She's been around for so long. Like, what has she been doing this whole time? Like a fight between her and her brother would have been epic. Yeah, and that, that should have happened. Actually, that's how they should have ended it. They should have instead of her just like stabbing herself, they should have had them fight, and somehow that it ends up like killing them both somehow. I I think her committing suicide was. Like made sense. I also thought it earlier that that's how it was going to end, you but I think they sh- they still could have had a fight leading up to that. And then when she realized she can't beat him, she knows the one way she can. Yeah, yeah, would have been cool. Um, but it's good to see Red put in his place a bit. Yeah, he really needed it. This is like the classic superhero before getting humbled phase. You know. Uh, Spider-Man 2, same way. <laughs> He's getting a little too big for his britches. Um, and the the forest god fight kind of results in that. I don't know why they had him, like, juggling the baby. Because, actually, I had a note that I was like, oh, the CGI is good. And then they showed, like, the baby. And I was like, yo, this baby's fake as fuck. Wow, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to do fake babies. Wasn't it... Uh, I've never seen it. They just look so stiff when they're like being held. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah. The movie, um, American Sniper, the Clint Eastwood movie. Apparently there's like some scene. Isn't that that a Bradley Cooper movie? Yeah. But Clint Eastwood directed it. I think I could be wrong, but it seems like a Clint Eastwood kind of movie. I think there's a scene in that where there's like a baby, like some like mannequin baby that's like in a scene. Apparently it's like horrific looking, like obviously fake. It's really hard to film with babies, and I feel like you didn't need a baby. I mean, I know it's the whole thing where it's like, oh, he's going to be a dad, but... Oh, I mean, there's that, but also just, like, he just did all this work to save a baby, and the mom is such a dick to him. Oh, yeah. What an asshole. I mean, I think that was more the point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I thought it was funny when he was holding the baby in his tail. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. nervous. <laughs> I, I didn't like that. Yeah, that mom was mean. People were so mean to Hellboy. I'm like, he's cool. Do you see his giant shotgun revolver? Like, he's it, cool. Stop yeah. calling him ugly. That also, like, was a shift also during the movie because when we first see him interact with people, people love him. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, everybody hates him. I'm like, again, <laughs> what are we telling? What is the story we're telling? Unclear. Um, they get back to HQ and it's a little too on the nose because Frankenstein is playing on the movie, on the uh, television. Yes. <laughs> I was like, come on. Well, a little bit much, a little bit much. Like, we got it. We got it. However, I will say that this whole sequence with, uh, 
So I, I actually really like the plot of Abe, like, falling in love with oh, uh, me too. Nuala. Yeah. Uh, and I was very sad for him at the end of the movie. But, like, all of his stuff with, like, the poetry that he's reading. And then the scene where, like, they get, they, drunk. They get drunk and they're singing. I love like, it. Like, I, yeah, it, it was so good. Just two little bros. Yeah. It, I feel like that, what, that kind of thing is, like, what makes these movies special. Like, more mm-hmm. than just, like, a generic, like, yeah. comic book adaptation. It's, like, these are, like, actual characters. And they take the time to, like, do a scene like that. I, I think it's really sweet. I think it really worked, yeah. Um, I could have done with more of Abe and yeah, me Princess too. I, Abe in general. Because I feel like he was so heavily featured in the first one, and whereas we thought he was going to die in the first one. And this one, he was just like... He was kind of like uh, Alfred in Batman. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> just doing more sidekick stuff. He's still like the smarter one, but... Yeah, I agree. Although, just, at the end there, yeah, that what was, the fuck? He had no plan. He just was, threw the crown. I was like, you didn't even barter to get her over to you first. It's like you would have done the same thing. I'm like, no, we talk about it first, Abe. Also, Let's talk about it first. He would have fought him. He wouldn't <laughs> just give in. Like, yeah, that that's was, not what he would do. I was do. like, you were putting a lot of faith in everybody else to cover up your mess, sir. Yeah. Like, come on, man. That just... I. I was like, yes, I understand he's in love and that he's like not thinking in the same logical way, but I just don't think he would have behaved that that way. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. Also, for some reason, uh, one of the things that I distinctly remembered was the fact that they're like in Northern Ireland. Like, I don't know why of all things to remember, I remember that scene. But like when they're just like, when did they? Oh, they took when the plane. When they're like walking yeah. like on the cliffside yeah, yeah. and then they find the monster. But I was like, how monster. did they get there? But there was that whole plot about like they took the plane. <laughs> yeah. Um. So for some reason, my brain was like, this is the part that you'll remember, not any of the other stuff. Well, when was this compared to when you went to Ireland? Oh, that's a good point. It was like right afterward or within. Wait, when did I go to Ireland? Yeah, yeah. It was. It must have been within a couple months. That's probably why. Yeah, that tracks. You're that like, tracks. I've been there. Yes. That is very <laughs> true. Um, and I guess, like, it's too bad, again, for it's, it's too bad that we never got a third movie for a lot of reasons. One, it was just, like, you could tell that everybody wanted to do it. Um, Ron Perlman wanted to do it. Cameron Del Toro wanted to do it. And it just wasn't going to happen. He's talked about it. It's because, like, these first the two movies didn't really do that great in theaters. Like, they made money, but they didn't really make that much money. And they made most of their profits on, like, DVDs and stuff. And so he talked about, like, every time he would try to go to a studio to get the third one made, they're like, oh, yeah, that doesn't, like, that market doesn't exist anymore. So, like, they were having trouble. But, like, not only the whole plot with them quitting didn't get a follow-through or Hellboy and Liz having kids, but... The whole, like, angel of death, like, prophesizing this stuff. Yeah, just dropping a huge prophecy that we're just going to leave there. Right. And I think that I've heard that the third movie was supposed to, like, go, like, into the darker part of, like, who Hellboy is and, like, him being, like, basically the bringer of the apocalypse in one way and him having to, like, lean into that to, like, fight a greater evil. Would have been really cool because they introduced a lot of these ideas. And if we got a third movie where they had didn't, uh, developed the dynamic between these characters so well, I feel like it would have been really cool. Um, yeah, it was primed for it. Yeah, it just makes the ending um, hurt a little bit. The uh, 
Golden Army, which this movie is called The Golden Army. The Golden Army is featured in it very little. Yeah, yeah. It should have been just something about, like, the elves. Like, the king, yeah, whatever that kingdom's called. But, you know, for what it's worth, I do think that they're pretty cool. It's some Age of Ultron shit. Yeah, there's a a lot of them in there, too, like. But it was so satisfying watching them put themselves back together after they'd been destroyed. that was was really cool. I could just watch a movie (laughs) of this. It's like a, yeah, it's just like watching a, um, like, Rube Rube Goldberg machine video. Uh, And like we said, like, it's very steampunkish. And the whole time that they're moving and fighting and reassembling themselves, it's just like a constant, like, whir and click of gears and, like, steam whistles. And I just, it's so cool. I love it so much. Like, they don't feel ancient, though, which is interesting. No, but I feel like that's kind of on purpose. Because I I have a feeling that it was, like, when that army was, like, promised and built back in the day, that was, like, a technological marvel. And it's not the kind of thing that's going to, like, break down over time. It's just, like, the example of pristine engineering. It doesn't, it's like a clock. It doesn't age. Yeah, but I thought it would be more, like, nature-based because, like, the elves took over, like, the woods. That was, like, their whole thing. And, like... Although I don't think it was the elves that built it. I think it was... I think it was the goblins. I think there was something about how, like, the goblin, like, blacksmiths or something could do it. But still, I mean, yeah. You know, maybe... Maybe elven-inspired, but still. Yeah, really cool. We definitely didn't get to see them that much, but it was the kind of thing where there was, like... You can't. They were struggling to fight like four of them, and there were like 4,000 of them. They're indestructible. Yeah, they would have no chance. Um, But yeah, we we get the last fight with Hellboy and the prince, which is a good fight on the gears hopping around. And they'd introduced like the idea of like being able to challenge like the person that sits on the throne early in the movie. So it was like cool to have that as like a last ditch effort. Thought it was going to be Princess Nuala that challenged him. Yeah. Would have been cool. Would have been cool. But I'll take it. I love a a trial by combat though. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, just really with the gears and stuff, like really creative ways of just like having everybody move around the set. Hellboy is pretty nimble. Moving around in those gears, let me tell you. That tail must come in handy when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'd be worried about the tail getting stuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't... Every time he, like, disappeared, like, through one of the cracks, I was like, this is a big guy. How is he getting through any of this without getting hurt? But it's okay. Um, but, yeah, he... I feel like gets over it pretty quick, because at the end, when they're all quitting, he's just like, yeah, I quit, too. Do, 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 do. I'm wondering if he was like, he's obviously like all in on this, on Nuala, yes. of course. But I'm also wondering if in the back of his mind, he was like, yeah, it's been like a day and a half. Maybe. <laughs> I don't actually know how long it's been. I don't been, think but that's no. how he was thinking. I don't think so either. Maybe he was just like, well, what am I going to do? You know, that's, that's life. It's not a that's, that's life in the BPRD. Yep. It shit happens. Move along. It's very he- healthy for him. I hope he's... Who's okay? I didn't like that they were like, it's also twins, the babies. Unnecessary. Like, we just dealt with these twins, and it was like twin tests. Like, is that what we're implying? No, no, it's not. It's not what we're implying. I just, 
Yeah, it just it movies doesn't, it love doesn't, to do that. They really and TV do. shows, you have to have multiples. It's just can, not that common, can, can y'all. You just have one baby. The thought of having triplets gives me a goddamn heart attack. When they did that on Parks and Rec, I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, I mean, they did it in they, Shrek, did it in Friends, all of the classics. <laughs> Those are the ones that came to mind first. I mean, honestly, what a trilogy of of things that is. But yeah, so despite not having a future for this series, I feel like it's still, it's it's cool. You know, you can envision your headcanon for where where the characters all go, have a little family. I know that you've warned and like the people have said that the newer one, the one that came in 2019 is not very good, but I know that it's David Harbour and like thinking about these movies, I'm like David Harbour would be perfect for Hellboy and so it makes me sad, but I'm I'm still looking forward to watching it, and I'm oh, hoping yeah. for the best. I'm I'm curious. I mean, I am just genuinely curious because I I know nothing about it besides people just being like it was disappointing. But why? Yeah, is David Harbor good? We will find out when we watch it in like another year. And a half. Yeah, that's being generous. We got a lot of shit, guys, and we'll get there eventually, and we'll we'll have completely forgotten the first two movies by then. I'm well, sure. Well, it'll be its own story. I'm assuming. Yeah, I think it will. I think it will. Yeah, I hope it's good. I feel like they probably lean too heavily on CGI in the new one, but... Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know what to expect. These were um, very unique movies, and I can't imagine that the new one is because otherwise I feel like it would have done a little bit better, just slightly. I feel like this movie could live in the world, in the characters, in the world of Watchmen. Yeah, I could see that. Honestly, when they... uh, I had forgotten that the... BPRD was headquartered in Trenton, New Jersey, something that I still think is very funny. Um, And we just started watching What We Do in the Shadows, so I was imagining the vampires living on Staten Island in the same universe (laughs) and them having to cross paths, which I feel like would work. Wow, Blade, maybe. That's a Guillermo Blade would just kill them, though. I don't... (laughs) It would be... You think he'd kill them? He, He and Hellboy, I think, would be a good team. No, no, sorry. I meant Blade would kill the vampires from what we do in the shadows. No, I was, I was yes. moving past that and bringing uh, it back definitely, to a connection. Definitely Blade here, yes. That's for sure. Yeah, and that, that's another one that we'll get to eventually. Um, the final yeah. Blade. Yeah. Ryan Guillermo Reynolds. Guillermo del Toro did not come back for the third Blade. Ryan Reynolds was there. He 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 was there. I think it was. I think I've talked about this before. It's the one where Wesley Snipes like wouldn't like open his eyes, so they had to like put sunglasses on him for all of his scenes. He's like total diva mode because oh he thought the movie sucked. Okay, well it, that'll be a fun one too. Something we, to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, thanks for for tuning in, y'all. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed us covering another drop slightly us, lesser known thing. Drop a review. On the iTunes. Yeah. Reach out with any suggestions you might have. Send a note. Follow us on Instagram, Into the Superverse. Yeah. And until next time, we We are are out of the the Superverse. Superverse.